When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Potato, 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 Bowling. Oh, very good, Ben. Very clever. We're, uh, we're talking about Harley-Davidson today. And uh, if you recall, when we talked about what makes a Harley-Davidson a Harley-Davidson, mm-hmm. I think something like that, or mm-hmm. makes the sound, distinctive sound, uh, we talked about that potato, potato, potato thing that we got a lot of email about, right? Right, yeah, because we, uh, when we talked about the unique Harley-Davidson sound, we had to sort of mimic the, the sound that a Harley makes. And although it doesn't look correct when you read it on paper, the word potato three times, if you really emphasize the consonants, does make that uh, unique Harley sound, which we also explain in that podcast. Yeah, you can go back to that podcast and figure out exactly what we're talking about. And you kind of have to kind of whisper it as you do it. And mm-hmm. you're, you're going to look kind of silly to people all around you. But once you get that rhythm and you understand, you'll hear the loping sound of a Harley Davidson engine, that very distinctive sound. Well, today, yeah. oh, you're doing it. Hang on, let me, I covered it up. Let me, uh, let me wait. Oh. Go. Something kind of like that. Something like that. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very, very I did good. it a little too soft. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But uh, but you get the idea anyway. So mm-hmm. um, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about something, well, completely different, I guess, for Harley-Davidson. <laughs> right. And uh, it, in a roundabout way, Ben, this is sort of a listener suggestion, sort of not. It's more like uh, some people were thinking about it and they wrote in, mm-hmm. didn't say, I want I want to suggest this as a topic, but uh, it ends up that we're going to do this today anyways. But um, long-time listener... Rudy Smith wrote in and, you know, he was right on top of this when it first came out, you know, with the, um, you know, the Harley Davidson exploring a new kind of customer thing. And he sent a link along the way. And I, I think, you know, it's pretty interesting. It went and read the link right away. So understood, you know, what they're, what they're up to. Thanks for sending that, um, Rudy. We appreciate it. And then another guy named Peter H. He wrote in and said, I scored a ride on Harley Davidson's Project Livewire bike today in Milwaukee. It was really impressive and looked ready for production. Something for the back burner is more of a, as more information comes out, but we're just going to talk about it today, you know, early. <laughs> Sorry. Buddy. Uh, but right now there are about 36 bikes and two trucks that will be traveling the country. If you have a chance to try one, take the opportunity. So thank you, Peter. We will uh, take your suggestion. If it comes Ooh. to our neck of the woods, we'll go check it out. You and I, Ben, we're, we've said this many times. We're not motorcycle riders. We are not motorcycle riders. Uh, we're fans of bikes. 
but it's a very important distinction to make when we, whenever we do a motorcycle podcast. And there's some good news for guys like you and I that don't have a motorcycle license right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you about that as we talk about Project Livewire. So here's right. the scoop. Yeah. Harley Davidson has an electric motorcycle. And I think everybody knows this because it's mm-hmm. been all over the blogs. It's been in the news. Sure. Uh, it yeah. seems like on the radio, I hear stories about it. It's across the country. It's a big deal. Yeah, it sounds a little like a jet. It does. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good thing to point out here because we were talking about that sound uh-huh. and Harley has a descriptive way of saying what this sounds like and it's very specific in the way that they say it. Yeah. They say it sounds like jets on an aircraft carrier. Right. Uh, it's sort of a. Not bad. Kind of, not bad. Yeah, uh, you got the full body into that one. Uh, yeah, I had to move across the mic. Good work. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, Harley Davidson has a very, very clearly established brand from the way the bike feels when you ride it, you know, to the way that it sounds and to the expectations you can have for maintenance, reliability and so on. This is not even a hybrid bike. When we've, we've covered hybrid bikes a bit. Uh, this is an all electric, just the battery motorbike and the purest are the absolute nicest way we could say it is skeptical, but people are changing their mind when they hop on this thing. It's too bad they can't buy one. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, <laughs> it's not up for sale yet, and we'll get to all this as yeah. we go through it. I mean, we're going to kind of piece this together going through mm-hmm. some of these news stories, but I wanted to, uh, to bring up this first, and this is from uh, the newspaper called the Northwest Herald. And the Northwest Herald, I believe that's in Illinois here in the United States, mm-hmm. and a guy named Gene Lambert is the one that they interviewed for this article. And Gene is the assistant sales manager at Woodstock Harley-Davidson. So, uh, you know, local Harley-Davidson dealer there in town. And Gene says he can't, here's, here's his quote, I'm going to read it. Okay. I can't wait to get my butt on a live wire. <laughs> <laughs> you bet, because I've been on an electric motorcycle before. I'm more of a purist, but it's pretty cool to be able to hop on a motorcycle that's nothing but pure power. There's no gearbox, so let's hit the throttle, and with and you know with this electric motor, you go from zero to oh my god in no time at all. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty cool way of saying it. But you know what he's saying here, instant torque, and that's kind yeah. of the, the big critical factor here is that it, there's instant torque available. Now, when we talk about performance specs of this thing, you'll find out that there's really not a whole lot available right now because there are other motorcycles out there that are doing this a lot better. That is, that is true, Scott. I've got some specs here. If I can, you want me to just list them out real quick? Sure, lay them on me and I'll see if I can add to them. Okay. So, uh, here's where we start. All right. You talked about the torque, right? 52 foot pounds of torque. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Uh, it's got a top speed of 92 miles per hour, but that's with a governor on it. And it has, uh, 74 horsepower about, mm-hmm. uh, but with all that torque, that means it hit zero to 60 in around Four seconds. Yeah, a little under four seconds. A little under four seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lithium-ion battery that this thing uses it gives you about a 53-mile range. It takes three and a half hours to charge. Now, okay. So here we're getting to uh, some of these uh, these specs here. And yeah. I think listeners that, that are riders are going to say, that's not really all that impressive for a Harley-Davidson. Right. And 53 miles, man. And you're going to be exactly right. I mean, 53 miles, that's that's fine. I understand this is a completely different ball game for Harley. And, sure. and it's brand new to a lot of different riders when you have to think about range. I mean, you'd normally think of how far you can get on a tank of fuel. Yeah. But this battery range thing that causes anxiety, just as we've talked about with cars. Range anxiety. Yeah, exactly. But the, the actual specs that you just read, 
those are pretty low. Those are not uh, those are not great performance specs for a motorcycle. And um, I mean, in this article here, I mean, they got another article. I think it's from I want to say it's from Gizmodo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gizmodo. Um, it says that uh, these are definitely unimpressive specs. And if you want to compare this to another model that Harley Davidson is building with a with an internal combustion engine, yeah, you can compare it to the Sportster eight eight three model from Harley Davidson, and that gives you just about the same performance as you would find on this live wire. However, all that being said, this is really, really important. Harley-Davidson wants to make sure that everybody knows that this bike that they're driving on this this Project Livewire tour, this, mm-hmm. we'll get to the dates, this is not a production bike. No, you literally cannot buy this bike. Uh, the Harley-Davidson execs actually are pretty squirrely about the specifications. So when when we get these specs, what we're doing is we've been comparing different news stories and rider accounts to figure out what's going on with the bike itself. Harley also wants people to know that if something like this comes to production, it's probably not going to be the same. They describe this as a work in progress. That's right. They say it's a rolling test bed and it's, and this is another critical point here, Ben, and this is really, really important Mm. for everybody to understand. Harley is saying that this, this bike that you're riding you're not really judging this bike based on the technological advances that you see in this thing or feel in this thing as you drive it. It's a rolling test bed, but not for technology. It's huh. uh, The main purpose here is to gauge customer reaction and to slowly introduce the public to the idea of an electric Harley-Davidson, which they've never seen in their lifetime. Ah, okay, that makes sense then. So this is almost like taking a poll more than it is like building uh, R&D car. It, it is, and it's putting it out there and saying, look, we can do it. We're going to make it better than this one that you're driving right now. <laughs> but here's an idea of what we're thinking of. Here's kind of the way it's going to look. What do you think of the way it looks? What do you think of uh, the way it feels to you know get on the bike and not really hear that distinctive Harley sound, but it's yeah. going to sound like a jet on an aircraft carrier? Uh, you, you can... You know, Google some, uh, some flybys, I guess, of this mm-hmm. thing and, uh, mm-hmm. and hear exactly what it sounds like. It's distinctively different. Uh, but, you know, again, there's a lot of performance advantages to having an electric powertrain and they're going to take advantage of all those and they're going to up the horsepower. They're going to up the torque. They're going to up the top sure. speed. Yeah. All that is going to be upped and it's going to be a, a greater performance vehicle than what they're bringing out to show the public right now. The idea is just to get the public used to it and say, instead of saying, Here's the launch of this uh, multi-million dollar new platform that we've got, you know, that we've right. just ramped up tooling for and everything else, um, you know, hired a bunch of new, um, you know, um, EV engineers to, to uh, engineer this whole thing together. And, you know, we're just taking a chance, but do you like it? And they're not doing that. They're going to say, let's make sure that the public really wants something like this and then get their feedback and maybe some adjustments here and there, some tweaks to the design. You know, I don't like the uh, people say I don't like the, the way that you have to lay forward to ride this bike because, it's a very aggressive bike. It's not like um, a lot of the Harleys where you sit in a more upright position. This is yeah. more of a, uh, a lay down across the the tank or where the tank would be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's much more aggressive bike, I guess. And, and they're going to gauge to see whether or not riders would really like this from Harley. Well, they're also going for a new demographic of riders, Scott. They're go they're not going for um, the guys who would be buying a traditional. Harley, what they're going for is a new new market that they believe exists of younger urban bikers who want to have a touchscreen interface on their bike. Yeah, that's right, guys. Uh, you, you heard it here. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, 
the new these electric Harleys, the live wire Harleys, don't have the standard instrument dial that uh old farts like Scott and I grew up with. They have touch touch screens. Mm-hmm, that's right. right. And uh, you know, they got a lot of new technology, just like some of the other bikes that we've already seen on the market or the ones that are coming to market soon yeah. that I'm sure a lot of people have heard about. We've talked about them on this show, as a matter of fact. Uh, but places like BRD, there's an interview by one of the guys from uh, BRD who says that, you know, do they see this as a threat in the marketplace, you know, because they're going to take away market share. Uh, they actually say that this is probably a good, you know, it's probably good news yeah. for the smaller startups because it just gains awareness. It just helps the, it helps build this, uh, this segment, I guess, that, you know, people are sure they're going to buy Harleys, but they're also going to buy the BRD bikes and they're going to buy, uh, you know, the other brands that are out there. I forget who they are right now. Maybe Brian, is it? Were you about to say Bramo? I was. Yeah. Okay. Bramo. I'm glad you said this because Bramo and then Zero and there are a couple of other people mm-hmm. in that electric car space. And I just want to do a comparison real quick, uh, with one of the Bramo models and the Livewire model by Harley. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. So, uh, well, this is all biased because it's according to Craig Bramshire, the chairman of Bramo. Uh, so there's a little bit of a angle there, maybe. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, he said that uh, in the reports that I've been reading, it's uh, his high-priced bike is about $29,000, and that's premium, right? So you could get a, a great car for twenty nine grand. Sure. Uh, 
It was listed in Time Magazine as one of the 25 best inventions of 2013. And here are the stats I want to talk to you about. Zero to 60, under three seconds. That's considerably faster. Top speed in excess of 150. And we don't know, we don't really know what the live wire can do because it's got the governor on it. As the governor, and we're also seeing the early, early, not even pre-production version. It's just whatever they're going to show us. We're seeing the what if. Yeah. And uh, the Brammo has a 140 highway mile range, uh, 230 in the city. Whoa, that's a that's a significant difference. That's I mean, crazy. That really is. So, uh, you know, there's some battery technology work that needs to happen there, I guess. But, again, like we've said so many times, like Harley is, is clear to make out, you know, make this point. It's not a production bike. It's something that you right. you have to wait to see the final product. And and how long will you have to wait, maybe? I mean, they're they're not talking about possible... Production dates yet, but there's a chance that, you know, rumors are kind of going around that maybe as early as 2016 because mm-hmm. it's kind of based on some of these, uh, these live wire tour dates. Now, do you want to hear a couple of yeah, the yeah, tour dates? Yeah. Okay. Because um, if you live in the States right now, you have a pretty good chance of being near a live wire tour stop. That's right. In 2014, the, the, uh, the live wire tour stop or the, the project live wire experience tour, as they like to call it, mm-hmm. uh, will make more than 30 stops in the United States. Now, if you're in uh, Canada and Europe, fear not. That's coming to – it's going to be uh, all throughout the United States, Canada, and Europe in 2015. So they're going to expand this tour. Now, if you want information about specifically where you can go in the United States right now to, uh, to maybe experience a live wire bike, uh, take a look at projectlivewire.com. And that's um, you know got all the information about you know where they're going, where they're going to be next, how long they're going to be there, you know all that stuff. Um and I should note this too, Ben, and I mentioned this early on in the podcast. Now, you and I aren't motorcycle riders. Nope. Okay, but there's still hope for guys like us. <laughs> yep. Some hope. There's a there's a little glimmer of hope for guys like us. A little light at the end of the tunnel. A little light, yeah. If we want to kind of experience what everybody else is, we want to we want to be part of this whole thing. Um, I guess the the um, the live wire um, experience tour is open to everybody. You know, doesn't matter who you are, but it's better if you have a motorcycle license because then you'll be able to take a test drive or test mm-hmm. ride on these things. But if you don't have a license, if you're if you're not a licensed motorcycle rider, you can uh, you can jump on a simulator that they have that you can uh, ah, okay. uh, Harley Davidson simulator, and it's called I think it's called the um, the Jump Start, I believe that's what it's called, and it's the uh, riding simulator for people that do not have their motorcycle license. So you and I, you know, if we find one locally here in Atlanta, uh huh, it might be a you know a great road trip for us, a great virtual road trip. Oh, a virtual road trip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, that is. A fantastic idea. And I'll tell you, I think that people are going to, I don't want to say come around. I hate that phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't think the purists are ever going to change their minds regarding the kind of bike that they want, right? I think you're right. I think someone's going to say like, well, I, I put louder pipes on my bike intentionally so that people can hear me coming. Right. It's a safety issue. Uh, what about that 111 year history that, you know, they've, they've only built uh, internal combustion engine bikes up to this point. And, and what about that? You can't just throw uh, that call. away. Good call, Scott, uh, that we're alluding to Harley Davidson's founding, right? Way yeah. back in 1903. Long, long time ago. And there's going to be people that hold on to that to the very end. They're not going to, they're not going to say, I, I don't care if they're still building their internal combustion bikes. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, that's sounding a little weird the way I'm saying that, but yeah. they're saying, I don't care if they're, they're still building these and this. I want them just to build the internal combustion bikes. Right. That's a great way to say it. But then they're also the gamble here 
or the cost-benefit analysis is something like... If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do we have enough potential buyers of electric motorcycles that would never really buy another Harley to justify the amount of money and risk we'd be taking on Hmm. in making these? And clearly... Their answer was, we're not sure. We think so, but we're not sure. But let's try it with this extremely slow rollout of this new product. And that's what they're doing. So, you know, look at it that way. Look at it as a very, like the the slowest rollout of a new product you've ever seen. And, uh, and also, you know, take the time if you, if you're interested in this kind of thing, take the time to go there because they really, truly are looking for customer feedback. That's one of the most important parts of this whole tour. Is that, you know, the, the people that this bike, it may end up in their hands, it may not end up in their hands, but the, they're saying, if you've experienced this, tell us what you think about your experience and, and how can we change it? How can we make it better before right. we actually come out with a new product? If we do. If we do. But people think that they will. And here's another thing that I, I think there are some pros and cons we can explore. So con of an electric bike. Well, it's just not the same. That potato. Potato, potato thing is not there, and 
I know you and I had talked about people who put uh, speakers in their cars to replicate the sound of the motor they would like. We have heard that, yes. Yeah, um, neither neither you or I have done that. But you don't have to do that on a Harley because there's that distinctive rumble that, uh, right. and people love that rumble. So the maybe, feel of it. You can yeah. feel that bike. Yeah, exactly. So you're never going to have that experience with the electric Harley, the live wire, if it comes out. And uh, another, you know, it is a con that maybe the noise is is a huge factor for your enjoyment as a rider. And people say for a safety issue, I don't know, man. The the electric bike is still pretty loud when it's up there. It's pretty loud, but, um, you know, the thing is, you're not going to be able to hear it if you're in your car going 80 on the highway and one's mm. coming up past you. That's uh, true. You may hear one approaching, you know, if if it's got the loud pipes, I mean, yeah. that's kind of the idea behind the loud pipes, right? I mean, that's <laughs> that's one of the ideas behind the loud pipes. And the other one is just because, well, loud pipes, they're cool, right? Uh, I've got one. What's that? Okay, loud pipes are cool. Uh, here's another con. This is new technology, man. And you know how quick I am to get my torch and pitchfork that's for true. new technology. That, that's it, true. It breaks. Yeah, it definitely. Stuff just breaks. It definitely has, uh, you know, the, the, the factor of, you know, it's an unknown, I guess, right? Right. But here's an, here's a pro. Pro would be that maybe they're going to attract a brand new set of customers that wouldn't even have considered a Harley before that said, well, why, you know, I, I love motorcycles. I, I, I prefer to go to this brand or I'm waiting for this other, um, you know, electric bike to come out because, uh, you know, the, the red shift or, you know, whatever they right. were from zero or uh, BRD, any of those bikes, I'm waiting for those. But you know what? I'm a big fan of the Harley name, and I'd like to support them as well. So you know, maybe I can still ride a Harley and have it kind of the way I want it. My eat my cake and have it. Exactly. Have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. I butchered that one, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's a good point. Another another pro would be that if you just look at the way an electric bike works versus an IC bike, what we see is that there there are fewer moving parts. Mm-hmm which is always a plus, that means that if everything works, the actual maintenance you would have to do is uh, much lower. All right. I sense a service con coming up here. Is that right? It's kind of a service, yeah. It's a I, big one. Yeah, I guess so, because uh, you know, servicing this thing is not going to be the same as what you would normally do in your garage. You're going to probably have to take this into the Harley-Davidson dealership have it serviced, you know, with the the batteries and the electric motor, the AC induction motor, all that stuff. Right. Um, oh, by the way, that motor looks really cool on that bike. And the motor is uh, actually mounted on the bike in a very strange way. Yeah, it's longitudinally mounted, which is uh, it's below the bike, and it looks really, really cool because it kind of is in line with the bike. Right. And it allows for a uh, like a slimmer a slimmer bike, I guess. So you don't have to have quite a wide such a wide stance, I guess, as you would on on another like on an older Harley. Right, which um, goes back to the old argument, you know, what do you actually want? Do you want the old Harley? Do you want this space age thing? I gotta say, it looks pretty cool. I mean, when you see it, it really does look cool. The sound, I'm, uh, I'm not so, you know, keen on the sound right now, but, you know, if they're promising that this is, gonna, the, the final product is gonna be a lot better than what they're already bringing out, I think they're gonna turn a lot of heads. I think people are going to really, uh, take notice of the Harley brand with this new, uh, this brand new technology. You know, I, I agree. But I also think they're going to need to be careful not to dilute their brand with the um, like, OK, if you can't put out if you're Harley Davidson and you can't put out the best electric motorcycle, 
then don't put out a bad electric motorcycle. But that's the uh, the the slow slow ramp up to the uh, to the actual release of this thing. That's so, true, but it might be there might be a situation where they say, okay, toured around, we've looked at it, we're comparing specs with the other vehicles in the market, and we don't want to because you know Harley's had some ups and downs with their brand value for. Over the decade. They nearly went away uh, a few years back. Yeah, and do you remember in the 70s, there was that joke, um, it's a pretty bad joke, and I, I know some Harley purists might get a little salty with me for mentioning it, but everybody remembers, used to say, you got to buy two Harleys. Ah. Uh, right? Mm-hmm, that's right, for when the other one's in the shop, right? <laughs> right, one to ride and one for spare parts. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. They say the same thing about a lot of cars along the way. You know, I heard that about Jaguar before Ford bought them. Right. Um, I think there were other makes and models that I've heard of that about too. But um, you know, one thing, Ben, that they're yeah. that they're doing here, and I, I really think that this may be of value to some of our listeners. Who knows? Um, you have a potential to uh, to be hired by Harley Davidson for a job that was never available at Harley Davidson before. Oh yeah, it's kind of right. like a, a brand new division for them that's uh, that's spawned by this project. It says, you know, on their FAQ section on on the Project Livewire site. If you go to projectlivewire.com, in the at the very end of the FAQ section. It tells you that they're looking for experienced EV engineers. So if you've got experience, uh, you know, with EV technology and you're an, an EV engineer, mm-hmm. there is a website here that you can uh, you can go to and look for jobs at Harley Davidson. So how cool would that be, you know, to be able to be in this kind of re- brand new division at Harley Davidson in a place where you never thought it was possible before? Like, you know, you thought, well, I really like Harley Davidson. I'm an EV engineer. Like they don't really come together. There's no there's no. Uh, intersection there of interest <laughs> right but, uh, but now there is and so it's pretty exciting that's right it's an open opportunity so uh, you know check it out and there's some other really good uh, questions on the FAQ section unfortunately because this is so early in this program I mean we're only a little over a month after the initial release of this whole thing before the public really knew about the electric Harley Davidson this, uh-huh. this live wire bike that um, you know so much of this information is just preliminary you know it's like well if we intend to do this then here's how we're going to do it or um, you know, this is the way we think it's going to happen, but we're not sure until we actually release the bike. And, mm-hmm. you know, information like that is throughout this FAQ, but um, it's a great site to go to to get the, the basic information. And let us know what you think, too, guys, because this this is a very interesting topic to uh, both of us. Right, Scott, mm-hmm. the, the idea of a possible sea change in the world of biking. Mm-hmm. Like what the, the, is the, is the electric bike going to replace the internal combustion bike? I don't think it will. I think this is just going to ride along with the, uh, the, the, the Harleys that are already out there. So anybody, I think that's a, um, um, a purist who is afraid that this is what's going to happen and they're, they're, kind of anxious about the whole thing, I say don't be because Harley's never going to stop building those bikes like they do right now. I think that that's going to, it's just going to exist um, at the same time, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything for the purists to worry about. It's This is for that group of people, and, and I can stay with what I know and love already. Okay. And that's my thought. What do you well, think? That's something I would I would also like to believe. the If we look at the long game, then... Ultimately, ultimately, I think there will always be a motorcycle manufacturer making bikes the way they've been made for decades. I don't, I don't think that we'll ever completely lose internal combustion engines on motorcycles. I do think that as time goes by, we're going to see a lot of companies drop out of the game 
and we're going to see more and more electric vehicles. And I think it is possible that uh, internal combustion vehicles could slowly become a niche thing, like the old school motorcycles. So we're going to see some small startups that are going to uh, gain some traction in the market, hopefully. Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah, I just I don't want I don't want to live in a world, man, where Harley Davidson only makes electric vehicles. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think I really don't think that there's any kind of risk of that yeah. happening. Well, what do you what do you think, listeners? And let us know about your experience if you've been lucky enough to check out the Live Wire tour. Uh, let us know also what you think about the other competing electric motorcycles, and uh, I'd love to hear what you think about that last question. It, will the uh, electric motorcycle ever completely replace the old school? Scott and I don't think so. No, I don't think it will. Yeah. But let us know what you think and why. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, drop us a line on Twitter. We're there all the time. And uh, we occasionally say some funny stuff on the Internet. Sometimes. Yeah, you can find us, all of our podcasts, too, at carstuffshow.com. And you can email us directly with, you know, anything, idea for an upcoming show, good story about electric motorcycles. A limerick, I guess, but keep it clean. Clean jokes. Clean jokes. We're a family show. Yeah. And our email address is carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.